You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. Welcome back to Foreign Toad Podcast, where moms can find encouragement on their journeys through homeschooling. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is episode 28. I have just gotten off of a long weekend of podcasting live with the guys from the Fade to Gray Network. If you are not fans yet, go check out Fade to Gray Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on Podbean, a bunch of different places where podcasts are offered. Go check out Fade to Gray Podcast. Be warned, wear your headphones when you listen to the podcast because it is adult content. But it has been a blast to be part of the online conference that we did this weekend. We called it the Big Tent Revival. And being that we're a bunch of uh, deconstructed Christians, look up that word if you need. If you have any questions, you can write me a message and ask me. But it's been a it's been a journey of faith and life. And this conference that we just completed just today um, was sort of the culmination of our uh, our own journey as four friends starting a podcast. The conference was great. So go check us out on Facebook. We went live all day yesterday on May 16th, and we did several live episodes of our various offshoot podcasts. Myself, Four and Toe Podcast, we, I went live. We also did a live um, mental uh, podcast, which is with our resident therapist, Seth. He had an interview. And then the guys did a live movies that molded me. If you haven't found that podcast yet, go check it out. It's movie reviews and game show. It's all put together in one, we did a live episode of that. And then we did a live uh, round table with the four of us from For- Fade to Gray podcast, discussing our thoughts on the conference, kind of looking back and processing together. So I would encourage you if you want something a little bit more, um, a podcast that push the, pushes the envelope, go check out Fade to Gray podcast, specifically the Facebook page where all of the live videos have been posted. You can go back and look uh, and watch all of the episodes that we recorded this weekend. I didn't want to wait to get this episode out, however. So today's episode of Foreign Toe podcast that I'm releasing on my feed tonight is an episode I did with Heather's kids. Now, Heather was on episodes 25 and 26, where she talked about homeschooling kids with special needs. She mentions in the interview that she has other children besides the three that she mentioned during the interview. And I had reached out on Instagram, just throwing it out there saying, hey, does anybody have any kids who are who have graduated homeschooling and would be interested in sharing their stories? Heather immediately sent me a message. She's like, hey, I've got two kids who may be interested. And she reached out to them. They reached out to me. We got connected. And I interviewed them about what it was like growing up as homeschool kids who are now um, working through their college educations in the uh, away from home in brick and mortar college buildings. So if you've ever wondered what it was like to be a homeschool kid and the process of going from being homeschooled to going to uh, a brick and mortar college, I hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Four in Toe Podcast. I am joined today by Mateus 
and Mary Hannah, who are the son and daughter of Heather, who, who was on to share about homeschooling her special needs kids. But these two are some of her other children, and she has gratefully introduced them to me so that I can talk to them about growing up as homeschool kids and now being adults and having been homeschooled through the course of their life. So, Mateus and Mary Hannah, welcome. Hey, thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. So, tell me, uh, how old are you guys? And um, how, well, yeah, let's start with that. How old are you guys? Yeah, uh, see, that's the one piece of information I don't get. Old as the hills. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. All right, moving on. <laughs> no, okay. I'll be 20 next month. Yeah, and I'm 22. I'll be 23 this year. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I'm 37. Just to let you all like, we'll just throw that <laughs> just all to out. Just put there. everything. Just to put everything in a different light. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I this is going to be fun for me because I'm a former homeschool kid myself. So Woo. I can understand kind of where you're at. So we're going to try and help the rest of the world understand where where we're at. <laughs> yeah. So, were you guys homeschooled all the way through your education as kids? Well, my answer there is uh, very simple. Yes. <laughs> and I, I was through, so I did two years of preschool through um, like a private school and then uh, from there, so kindergarten all the way through. Okay, cool. Yeah, see, I, I went to kindergarten and first grade in public school and then was taken out for second grade and went second through 12. So you were reclaimed. So, I was reclaimed. Yes. <laughs> All right. And what style of homeschooling it, uh, did your mom primarily use with you guys? If she picked, if she had a specific like, oh, she's got all the do. she's got all the terminology. Um, <laughs> we did a lot of, at least personally, I did a lot of sunlight cores. Those were the bulk of my schooling. Mm -hmm. um, Math-wise, we did a lot of teaching textbooks. I think we dabbled in the Matthew C programs at the beginning, but as it turns out, I don't do so well with giant Legos. <laughs> the aim, timing, right? <laughs> the yeah. aim was to get to high school and to be able to essentially send us off with a list of things to get done and be able to trust us to get that done and educate ourselves to be able to create you know, students who are A, able to self-occupy and B, able to self-educate. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's a big proponent of uh, Charlotte Mason homeschooling. Hence why we had a mix of different things and kind of tailored to each of our individual needs, preferences and desires and such. So, yeah. Do you feel that you reached that point by the time you were in high school that you were self-educating and self-motivated to learn? I would yes, say absolutely. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she still would check in with us and she was in charge of our curriculum and everything. And so it wasn't like she went totally hands-free. Um, we would still have to check in with her. Basically what she would do is she would give us a week's worth of stuff to get done and she would say, okay, here you go. I don't, I don't mind when you do it. You know, you choose your hours but you're going to check in with me at the end of the week and we're going to talk through, did you get it all done? And so it was, um, I would say, yes, we were very self-motivated and to some extent self-educating as well with her still being there to kind of keep an eye on us and help guide us. Yeah. That's really cool. My mom did something similar. I think she did it more of a uh, semester based only because we have 
Well, in Pennsylvania, we have a credit course, so we can get a, an actual high school diploma from Pennsylvania Homeschoolers Association. Mm -hmm. And there's a few others, but that's who I did it with. Um, where The state where you guys were homeschooled, were you able to get diplomas through a program or a high school or something like that? Or no? So I graduated. graduated. Go ahead, Matthias. <laughs> we graduated in two different states. We moved mm -hmm. around a okay. lot over the course of she graduated and then we moved several times. So I did high school in two different countries and three different states, oh, wow. I want to say. <laughs> so yeah, eventually, yes, I did get a diploma from a group. I think it's called an umbrella organization. Yeah, is what they have set up in our state. It's just something that we report back to and then they give the numbers to the state just to ensure that we're you know actually being educated i guess were i graduated like two years ago wow <laughs> it gets worse don't worry <laughs> oh yes it does now yes. money is a problem yes yes yeah um, so what about you mary hannah so for me uh yeah i spent my entire high school uh growing up in washington state um and so yes i was able to get a uh, diploma through the washington homeschool organization and so i was actually able to participate they have a graduation ceremony every year for all the graduating seniors and so i was able to actually walk and everything as well and receive a diploma oh, cool. Woo. i just cool. had a barbecue <laughs> Personalities involved here. I wanted to walk. You were like, ah. I thought <laughs> to just have a party at home. <laughs> yeah, that that's true though. That really is true. Um, I can't remember if they if PA uh, the Pennsylvania Homeschoolers Association had a ceremony when I was in high school. They do now, mm -hmm. uh, but they definitely sent me a tassel. <laughs> yeah, so I have my tassel. Yes. <laughs> I have my diploma. Really cool. It's in a drawer somewhere. Yeah, that's that's about. I don't. I know I have mine somewhere as well. I just couldn't tell you where. <laughs> so, what did you do after high school? Did you take a break, like a gap year? Did you go straight to college, or did you go trade school route? What's what did you do from high school? So, from high school, I ended up taking a gap year. Um, I actually graduated early. Um, I graduated a year early, and so I ended up taking a gap year, which ended up being really good because we moved overseas, um, and so getting settled there. Once we moved back to the States, uh, I ended up going the trade school route, and uh, I was in a college for a midwifery education degree. Um, so I did that for two, two and a half years, um, and then eventually I found my way into um, a smaller local Christian college for an education degree. Cool. Do you still plan on using some of the midwifery as well or? Oh yeah. Is that, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of different reasons that I ended up not continuing down that route. Um, I think it's just something that I will be better off picking up at a later time uh, just for where I am and where the Lord is leading me. I definitely don't feel like that's going to be something that I'm never going to come back to. It's just not quite sure. the time for that. So. Yeah. So with your education degree, are you looking at elementary education or higher higher than that? At I'm looking, school, high school? Right now, I'm looking at secondary education. And okay. honestly, the way I see it panning out right now, which the Lord could have completely different plans, right? Um, but I'm not really interested in teaching in a classroom setting. I'm much more interested in helping people 
uh, at like a museum setting or in the parks department. Actually, I have a job this summer working at one of the uh, state parks here in Tennessee, um, and it's the Sergeant Alvin C. York Historical State Park. And so I get to help people uh, educate them about who this man was. And so I definitely see myself doing more something along those lines. That's awesome. So what about you, Mateus? After you graduated high school, did you take a gap year as well or no? I did not. I went straight into uh, where I am now. I go to Bryan College in Tennessee. And uh, the real journey there has been shifting majors and all that fun stuff. I was pretty darn sure that I was going to be um, attending as part of their film program. And mm -hmm. then right before I came to Bryan, they discontinued their film program. So that was a, hmm, now I have to figure out what I'm doing. So I kind of defaulted to the communication department and that just wasn't the place for me. So here I am now in the English department and uh, <laughs> thus far it seems to be sticking. Yeah, it, it does take time to figure out what you like for some people. I know for me, I, I didn't end up going to college because I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> so, the fail safe is always astronaut. <laughs> I'm, I, I think I might be too claustrophobic for that. I, was about <laughs> I don't to say, like the idea for of yourself. Being... I... Ooh. I don't like the idea of being stuck in a tube for years. No. <laughs> like, Ooh. Ah. I can't tell what I'm Being in the tube or realizing that there's nothing outside of the tube? That, that, that's the thing. <laughs> the whole thing just freaks me out. <laughs> okay, have it your way, people. <laughs> <laughs> we just ganged up on him. Sorry, Mateus. Well, you go for it with your aeronautics uh, astronaut degree. I'm proud of you. Proud of you. <laughs> so, <laughs> So let's talk about the adjustment from going from being homeschooled to going to college. Cause I know, um, I don't, I'm sure you heard it. Cause I know I heard it all the time growing up. Your kids aren't socialized. What, how, what are you doing for socialization? Like how backwards can you be? And I, honestly, I have a whole bunch of thoughts about that and I'm very opinionated about it. Same. Um, but what's your experience as having been homeschooled as a homeschool kid and now you're in college? We'll let Mary Hannah go first. Honestly, I feel like to some extent, I'm better prepared than my peers. Because like I said, in high school, my mom would give me a set of you know, things I had to get done over the week. And then it was up to me to decide when I did it, how I did it. And I had to time manage. And so moving into a college setting where a professor is not going to hold your hand, is going to say, okay, here you go. Here's your syllabus. You are now in charge of everything. Uh, I didn't have a problem with it. Whereas I've noticed that a lot of my peers are struggling with that and going, oh my goodness, I have so much stuff to get done. How do I get it all done? And I'm just like, well, that's just what you do. You just time manage, come up with a schedule, figure out how to get things done. Yeah. Um, and as far as the socialization aspect, I mean, I haven't had any problems. Um, and honestly, again, I feel to some extent, like I know better how to approach, a, you know, older adults at this point. Yeah, because my parents made sure that I had access to conversations with lots of people and lots of different age ranges. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem socializing either. <laughs> what about you, Mateus? I bet you're yeah, the shy, I would say quiet the type, right? Transition itself. What's that? 
I bet you're the shy, quiet type, right? I'm being totally um, sarcastic. It would depend in the ten minutes on, I've been talking with you. <laughs> it would depend on the environment. I am a vach, a naturally. I'm a naturally introverted person, but mm-hmm. I do very well at in social settings. Um, I would say that do I struggle sometimes with social settings with my peers? Yes, there are. I mean, I had to bring myself up to speed on what a vine was when I came to college yeah. because I had no <laughs> clue what that what, huge portion of m- apparently my generation's culture is. I'm up to speed now, and wow, that was five days lost. <laughs> uh, but when it comes to the business settings, when it comes to getting things done in a work environment, I would say that I am much better prepared. And once again, when it comes to schoolwork, I I came to college, and while everyone was freaking out, adjusting to the new course loads. I was very bored my first semester. I got things done and then I just kind of sat there. I wrote a 24,000 word short story because I had that much time on my hands. That's amazing. I may have just betrayed exactly how much socializing I did not do. (laughs) I was just going to follow this up with, do you have friends though? (laughs) I do indeed. I have a very... I have many, many friends. I have a core group that I hang out with the most. And I know pretty much everybody on campus. Brian has uh, no more than 600 students. So it's easy to either know someone or know of them well enough. Mm -hmm. And yeah, at this point, I, I made a point of going out. And specifically, lunch was my thing my first semester at school. I chose a different table to go sit at at lunch every day. And the idea was to reach out to as many people as possible. And it was a nightmare sometimes because there were just so many people. But I feel like it was a good thing for me to do because I was able to figure out not only who I did not want to hang out with, but also who I did want to hang out with. And many of the people that I formed relationships with over the course of my first year of school, I, I don't really hang out with anymore. So mm-hmm. I see, I see a lot of change there and maturity on a peer level. Yeah. I, I think you guys have brought up some really good points. Like for homeschool kids, this seems to be I'm going to do a little series where I'm interviewing other people who were homeschooled as well. And I Mm -hmm. think this is going to be a common theme. And I'm only saying this because of my experience having been homeschooled and talking with other people who have been homeschooled and are now adults. We didn't always know the pop culture references at the time, (laughs) but, but we catch up and Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, I, and I don't think it hurt any of us. No, I don't not at think all. I, I, ha- I haven't found anybody that said, oh, well, I didn't get the joke because it was a pop culture joke. I didn't get it right away. And now I'm eternally damaged. I've never <laughs> like and, and so I'm trying to figure out if that is actually what this whole idea of socializing that everybody seems to be concerned about. If that's one of their main fears, I need to start asking people that question because um, not us, because 
we were already there, right? <laughs> like, is it, are we, are they concerned that we will not have peer friends? And honestly, like as an adult, it, okay, I'm 37 years old. As an adult of 37 years old, I, I have one friend who is the same age as me, who would, would have been in my grade. Everybody else is either 10 years younger or 10 years older. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just my friends group. Do I care? No, I really don't. And I still consider them all my friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we have this idea that children have to exclusively hang out with people their own age. There's mm-hmm. basically a three-year buffer around their age where we want them to hang out with people in that range. Right. And really, I think that kind of stunts our social growth, if that makes any sense. We yeah. don't, we reach adulthood and we have absolutely no clue how to talk to someone who is 30 years older than us. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. And it, it's still nice to have friends who are somewhere within the age range simply because right. you often have shared experiences or shared cultural experiences. But yeah, no, having that ability to be able to talk to somebody who's a good deal older than you, I, I feel like is one of the pluses of homeschooling. Yeah. yeah. And I would rather have a small group of very close friends than a large group of very shallow friends. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I wonder if that's a personality thing too. Cause I think I'm a lot like you, Mateo. So that I'm, I come across as very extroverted, but that's because you're only dealing with me in small amounts of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you're only dealing with me when I have to be extroverted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the other question that I have been, that I've been observing as, you know, we're in the middle of quarantine right now. And so um, there I've seen on a bunch of boards, uh, discussion boards, parents saying, Hey, I want to homeschool my kids, but I'm really concerned that homeschooling is going to have gaps in my education. And there have been retorts of, well, every education has gaps. So my question to you would be, thinking back on your education, can you identify any gaps that you might have had in your education? And how have you um, worked, worked through those? Have you encountered them? And have you worked through any of them? That's a good question. I think for me... The obvious one I can think of is math. And that was not because my mom didn't still have me do math. I just, I've always struggled with it. Um, and so, you know, I got as far as I could in high school to graduate. You know, I had the appropriate credits and everything like that. Um, and then this semester, I've been revisiting that because I have, I'm requ- required to take one math course for an education degree. I have no clue why. Um, but hey, that's how it works um and because it's an education degree i'm a history (laughs) education major i don't understand this i could be we have to know you can add up some tracks (laughs) like can you want me to show you on a whiteboard i can add dates because that's really the only reason i need it right you know yeah (laughs) years ago to napoleon oh any anyway though but so that that i would say is the obvious gap for me um, and, and that, again, that's not because my mom didn't still have me do math. Um, 
not at all. I just, I've always still struggled with it. And I, you know, I'm still struggling with it. I'm going to pass this course, but it's still not my, my favorite thing. Um, I will say one thing that my mom made sure was that um, we really looked at every topic, even if we didn't like it. Hence why she still had me do math, even though I was very vocal about the fact that I despise it. Um, and she also made sure that we would have those basic understandings of things, but she also gave us the skills to go look things up and research things on our own if we came across something we didn't know. Um, she was just, yes. she was, felt like that was super important, that teachable spirit of, you know, hey, I didn't know this aspect of the Civil War. Okay, I'm going to go look it up because I'm going to, because I, I want to. I'm interested in learning. Yeah, she definitely, uh, from the hour to two hours that I talked with her and then hearing you guys, that she really did instill in you guys a love of learning. She did her job as a homeschool mom. That's what we want to do. I'm a homeschool mom myself. So like we want to instill the love of learning. That's awesome. What about you, Mateus? Um, hmm. And I'm also keeping in mind the fact that my mom is going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's going to make sure to call you after this episode. I'm really, <laughs> I'm struggling to find something that I feel like has been a gap in my education, something I can't think of anything that has caused me any difficulties or problems. One thing I would say that I wish I had learned more of was the more modern end of history. From the 70s on, my knowledge of history is a little fuzzy, which is kind of funny to me because... That's actually the most recent portion, and I should know that the best. But I'm more comfortable talking to you about the actions of Julius Caesar than I am talking to you about Margaret Thatcher. Right. That's funny, because that's kind of my education, too. Like, in grade well, not grade school, in high school, I did, I studied World War II. I can't remember which year, but I know I did it. But mm -hmm. I don't think I went past that. I don't think I went past World War II. See, I don't. Well, I wonder. I wonder to some extent if our parents just assume that everybody knows that because that's what they grew up with. Well, they were living the history that is new to right. or is history so to they us. It's think, their life. They wouldn't think to teach that as history. Right. Yeah, because I can definitely say, like, I took a Western Civ course two semesters. I did Western Civ one, Western Civ two, and we stopped right after World War Two. And we didn't go any further than that. So I don't, that's just a homeschooling thing. I think that's just a culture thing at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, that's be. very possible. I know for me, my, my gap in my homeschool education would have been grammar. And I don't think, like you said, Mary Helen, Mary Helen. You can't get away with a gap in grammar in this family. Uh-uh. <laughs> Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I know my mom taught me grammar, and my dad comes from a grammar Nazi family. Not mm -hmm. a Nazi family, a grammar Nazi family. <laughs> so just right, to... we have to make that distinction. <laughs> um, I just don't think it ever clicked for me. Mm -hmm. I I now currently own my mom's entire library of homeschool books. Oh wow! <laughs> I see what I know what she used for me as <laughs> I'm looking at it now as an adult. I'm like, how did I not learn this? How did I? I think it was just disconnected in my own brain. 
Honestly, mm-hmm. I really just think that's what it was. Because even after mom had taught us through middle school, all the basics of English grammar, my dad then took over. And when we were writing our papers for high school, he was like, these are the, this is why this is all wrong. I mean, the red pen was his favorite thing on those papers. And the first time we got it back, it was mostly a red piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) Well, editing papers was a bit like playing roulette because depending on who was grading your paper, you would get a different grade. Mom and dad disagree fundamentally on the Oxford comma. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was Dad, <laughs> dad does not do the Oxford comma. Mom well, does. Well, because my father was a journalist for 13 years, and so that's how he writes. Ah, uh, yes. And my mom is much more of the literature writer, and so she does, um, which is actually kind of funny at this point, because Mateus will, will say the same thing, I'm sure. Um I, I write a lot like both of them, but honestly, when I write papers, I tend to write like my father. And mm-hmm. so I will get professors who will read my papers and look at me and go, are you a journalist? Do you, do you write newspaper articles? I'm like, no, that would be my father speaking. Sorry. Be my father and my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So would you, do you guys regret having been homeschooled? No. Oh, heck no. So if you, I mean, I'm assuming you had some sort of, well, I guess this is a question. Did you guys have a choice at any point to not be homeschooled and to go to a brick and mortar school? Yeah, I I suppose it was always an option. Honestly, I mean. Yes. yes. It never (laughs) occurred to me as one because that was the place you didn't want to go. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we had we had a variety of friends, and we were our closest friends were public schooled. Yeah, growing up, actually, um, and honestly, with the stories they would come back and tell us, and the things that they would talk to us about, I think all of us kind of were just like, mm, "No thanks, that's not for me." Um, and honestly, we just enjoyed being homeschooled so much that I don't think it ever occurred to us that we'd want it any different way. Yeah. Yeah, it was just not how life was. So so you guys, okay, you guys did have friends, not just homeschool friends. You oh, had yeah. public school friends as well. Yeah. My best friends when I was in high school were, home, were public school and private school friends. <laughs> so, yeah, I get that. They have great stories. <laughs> they have When you're great in elementary stories. school, they have all the best <laughs> jokes. It's true. So you're glad you were homeschooled. In the end, you feel like the only thing you really missed out on then was your the pop culture references. And <laughs> you seem very well rounded. I feel like your mom did a, your parents did a great job with this homeschooling thing. Oh, absolutely! I can hold a Socratic discussion all day long. You want to talk to me about TikTok? I'm out. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. Well, one last question then, I guess if. If you guys ever find yourselves with families of your own, do you think you would lean more towards homeschooling your own family, your own children, if you get to that point? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same here. I mean, that's honestly exactly why I'm getting an education degree. Not that I feel like I need to have an education degree in order to be able to educate my children, but I would really like to safeguard that opportunity should laws change in the United States. Yeah, that's a really um, good point. Having an education degree would mean that, yeah, it, it wouldn't be a problem. Even if they were to change the laws to say, you know, you have to have some sort of education degree, I'm, I'm good. 
So. Oh, that's really, yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. That's really a good thing to think about. Yeah. I feel like I had so many opportunities that weren't, would not otherwise have been presented to me. Oh yeah. There were things, my last two years of high school, my science credit was running from a science textbook and then putting together YouTube videos explaining the different topics for people. That's awesome. I mean, that's not that's not something that you get elsewhere. You Mm-mm. that would not be an assignment in a public school. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that leads me to to, to one more question that's kind of two sided. Uh, so I'll let you guys can think think this through. What what was your least favorite thing about homeschooling, and what was your favorite thing about homeschooling? I'm thinking about that because my mother's gonna listen to this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we've established that you guys love her. It's okay. I would say least favorite in the moment. My least favorite would be the occasional moments when I wanted to slack off. There was no way to get around it. Yep. You just <laughs> had to suck it up and do what was assigned to you because she would know <laughs> she would know yeah. i mean there's one thing to have a teacher and there's another thing to have your mother looking at you because your mother knows when something is off yes it's true yeah but continuing there i would say my most favorite would definitely be the opportunities that i got that i don't think i would have received otherwise i feel like i received a well-rounded education that has prepared me for everything i've encountered in life yeah and I guess for me, we, my least favorite part of homeschooling, if, if I had to pick something, I guess it would be the fact that sometimes I had to do school at odd hours um, because, you know, if I needed help with math, I'd have to wait until my dad got home from work. So, you know, doing math homework at 630 was not always the most but then again, you'd be doing that at a public school too. But, which is true, but see, uh, that's not always necessarily the case for a homeschooler right um yeah you don't have that mindset when you're a homeschooler right yeah. you're not that's not part of you you're like oh my gosh i have to do school at 6 30 oh, gross or um you know like this was kind of a, du- a double-edged thing where you know my dad taught me french through high school and so bef- i would have to get up really early to have a class um in french before he went to work so, you know, that would I be changed my mind. It. My least favorite thing was the 630 French lessons. I was about to say, it's the 630 French lessons. Yep. I nope. love French. I, I use it. French. <laughs> I even teach French at this point because I love it so much. But that oh, was that's awesome. Thing. I was like, uh, no, thanks. I don't want to get up at 630. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. I think I, I. I tried learning German so that I could speak with the Amish that are around here. I okay. did not do very well. I couldn't find the right. My mom, my mom and I tried. My mom doesn't speak German. She grew up in Ethiopia and and speaks Amharic. So mm-hmm. that did nothing for my desire to learn German. <laughs> um, so. Nothing for the German or the accent for the German. No, no. <laughs> none whatsoever. That is so, a very yeah. particular one. Yeah, it was, uh, my mom's like, why can't you do something normal like Spanish? (laughs) I'm like, because I want to speak to the Amish. (laughs) I've seen that myself. I'm taking Greek right now, and I've gotten a lot of comments from people saying, your accent, like, I, where are you getting a Greek accent? I'm like, I'm not using a Greek accent. I'm using a French (laughs) accent to pronounce ancient Greek. It just sounds good. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that's great. So you're saying that Dr. Davis will expect that of me too, because I'm taking Greek this upcoming One hundred percent. Okay. All right. Good to know. <laughs> I, I will not. I will not disappoint. If anything, my accent will be better than yours. <laughs> oh, but then I guess so. Going back to your question, then so that was that. That would have to be my least favorite part. I guess my most favorite part uh, would be the fact that I got to. I think it's similar to what Matea said, that ability to be able to do things that I wouldn't previously have been able to do, the, the many opportunities, and just being able to explore things and cultivating that interest in learning. Uh, I, I think that really has helped me in college, um, especially because, yeah, if I, if I don't know something, I'm going to go look it up and I'm going to yeah. enjoy doing it. And so I, I have to say that's my favorite part of homeschooling was just that ability to really enjoy academics. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, you guys, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. It's been really fun. And if you find any other, um, formerly homeschooled people that would be interested in an interview, <laughs> I'd love to talk to more people. Sure so, thing. And if you ever want to be back on or have something to promote, if you have a book you've written or a need help with a thesis of some kind, information, give me a call. <laughs> Sounds good. We, we may well take you up you. on that. We are college kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks so much to Mary, Hannah, and Mateus for taking the time to share your stories with us today. Thank you, listeners, for taking the time to listen as well. This podcast was brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you to everybody who has been supporting the podcast financially, as well as those of you who have left a like and review on my podcast feeds. Those go a long way to helping people know about the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you have any ideas for future episodes, or if you'd like to be on the podcast to talk homeschooling and to talk shop, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I now have an email address. It's fourintopodcast at gmail.com. However, you have to put a period in between each of the words. So it would be the word four dot in dot toe dot podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Four and Toe Podcast and on Twitter at Four and Toe Pod and message me there as well. You can check out all of my episodes on fourintopodcast.com or the podcast app of your choice. Have a great homeschool week. And until next time, Mama, remember, you've got this. <laughs>